Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we are, hour two of the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show on WWL, AMFM.com, and the Odyssey app. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback, number 14 in the program, number one. In your heart. I'm Christian Garrick here with you till 4.30. We hand things off to the LSU Sports Radio Network. And Chris Blair delivers play-by-play of LSU and Kentucky tonight in Lexington from Kroger Field in Lexington on the Bluegrass, or in the Bluegrass State, I should say. Uh, Herb, we talked about this matchup, and we're going to talk about it in depth with NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier in a few moments. But for me... I've been in this internal debate, and you tell me if Miles Brennan would have made a difference at quarterback in these first five games over Max Johnson. Because I think he had, with his experience, I think it would have paid off. And I think he's, a, he's, got, he's got better arm talent. Uh, so that's one of those things where, yeah, he does have better arm talent. I won't say he doesn't. Um, h- however, I don't think this is a Max Johnson problem that we've okay. been faced with. And, you know, even if Miles Brennan had been in there and playing, you know, we don't know if, if he could overcome the, the deficits that we had, you know, the issues that we have. He Miles Brennan can't go and block and run block, right? He, you know, he yep. can't go and, 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 you know, not allow a crossing route to get, you know, across your face and then above you, you know, you'd be wide open and or you're, the offensive player be wide open and you don't make a play on it. I mean, that just doesn't, it's not, it's not a quarterback issue. There's so many other issues that I think actually Max Johnson has been covering up with his play, um, you know, as well as he's been playing. Sure. He has his shortcomings, right? Sometimes he holds on to the ball a little long, which, which doesn't make for a, you know, a great deep ball all the time, or sometimes, you know, he doesn't get out of there when he needs to, when he can use his feet. But that's just normal stuff for a guy that's a true sophomore who's, you know, I guess played in, in his eighth game or, or now I think it'd be his ninth game of his career. So um, I just don't think so. I think that, I think that you know, Miles actually, you know, would have been in the third, fourth system of, you know, of his career since he's been at LSU and, Maybe that the system would have been a little bit more challenging for him, or maybe it would have been easier. I don't really know, but I just don't see it as a Brennan or a Johnson issue. You know, it starts up front. You know, and it starts. Can you move some bodies around? Can you make some tackles? You know, can you not allow guys to run free in the secondary? I mean, those are issues that we have, and I just don't see that Miles Brennan. You know, solving those issues. I agree with you, Herb, that this is not necessarily a Max Johnson problem. Um, we talked about the offensive line ad nauseum. We've talked about 
the rhythm that Jake Peets has not been in as a play caller. I mean, you, you saw it last week against Auburn. Uh, Max Johnson said the coaches aren't getting the play call in on time, and that can't happen when you're in your fourth game of the season, or I'm sorry, your fifth game of the season. It, it just can't happen. It should not be going on. There should not be this much of a disconnect. Am I seeing that wrong? It, no, you're seeing it absolutely right. I mean, you know, Coach O has been saying it for a couple of weeks, and we saw it one week where, you know, they're, they, they're calling the play, getting to the line of scrimmage, running the play, or giving the quarterback some sort of a check with me at the line of scrimmage, and then he gets them in the right play. The, you know, the the whole thing, and I never did like this, you know, you, you, you line up and you look to the sideline or you act like you're going to hike the ball, and then you look to the sideline and you wait 10 seconds, and then you, you know, you, it, to me that's just – I don't know. It just doesn't. It just throws off the rhythm, like you said, the timing of everything. The dance is not the same, right? We're not in sync, um, you know. And that that need that need to change. And I think this week, Coach O is trying to make that a thing, right? Call the play, get up there, run the play. Let's let's let's, let's take their will from them, and let's you know let's you know induce our will onto them, and and let's make sure that we can just play SEC football, play LSU Tiger football. That's that's what it's all about. It's not about all of this, you know, all of the gimmicky stuff that's going on. It's just, to me, that doesn't, you know, I don't know. I, you know, let's say this. Nick Saban was upset whenever college football started changing and he didn't have time to get his defense set up the way he wanted to in order to stop an offense because the offenses were going too fast. They were getting to the line of scrimmage running the play before they can get set, before they even knew what hit them. Their offense was on play number three, and they were, you know, Nick Saban's defense was on play number one. And when Nick Saban can come out and say, there's no way that I'm going to be able to stop anybody on defense, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My defense won't stop you. I just got to outscore you and maybe slow you down a little bit. So at that point, why are we trying to slow down? Let's continue to move fast and, you know, get the ball to the line of scrimmage, call a play, catch the defense on their heels, get some positive yards, whether it's running or pass or whatever it is, and let's move forward like that. And I think that's what we did a, a lot of in 2019. Now, you know, obviously we had a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. We had uh, all everything running back, all everything receivers. The offensive line won. Uh, I forget the award that they won for most outstanding offensive line. I mean, everything clicked that year, right? But what, what I think would help to click was the fact that we were confident in what we were calling offensively. We got up to the line of scrimmage and we ran the play. Now, obviously, we had the guy to, you know, to 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 ensure that the play was going to go off successfully. But, you know, this year we don't have I, – I just think that we're just unsure of a little bit of everything going into this year. And it's been, you know, it's been proven on the field. Heard well said. Um do you think you played college football as a quarterback? And do you think this check with me stuff is too much of a whole, uh, holding player's hand? In other words, I think it stunts their growth to a degree. If they can't read a defense, if they can't, you know, make their own decisions as to what play is good or what play is bad and get out of that play, don't you think that's holding their hand a little bit too much? So I don't. So here's the thing. The thing with the way that we're doing it, I don't know exactly what's the reason. Why, right? Is it? <clears throat> I'm not sure if it's because they don't think that the quarterback can handle putting them in the right particular play, 
I think it's more of the offensive coach wanting to see what kind of defense is being set up so he can try to put the, the, the right play in in position or in motion. Um, because it's, that's, so it's different than a check with me, right? So when you say a check with me, for me, that means I go up to the line of scrimmage. I have multiple plays I can call, whether it's a run play to the right, run play to the left. So it depends upon, you know, the strength of the defense, depending upon the formation, the strength of our formation on offense. You can run the ball or you can pass the ball. It just depends on what it is. And then that's a true check with me at the line of scrimmage as a quarterback, being able to have options to call different audibles to set your offense in the right situations. What I see out of our LSU offense, and what this this you know this is nothing new. What I mean by that is it's been going on the last ten years, but maybe not at LSU, but at other places where they line up, they pretend to snap the ball, and then every offensive player, with the exception of the offensive lineman, look to whatever said sideline of the the offensive team, and then they're waiting, they're looking at flash cards, they're looking at signals, there's all kind of different things are going. So the wide receivers are getting a signal from this coach. The running backs are getting a signal from that coach, and then the flash cards are telling the quarterback what he needs to do for as far as protection up front and that kind of stuff. And then the quarterback just essentially tells the offensive line what to do and then go from there. By that time, in a 25 or 35-second clock, whatever the clock is, you're down to 10 seconds. So there is no true check with me at the line of scrimmage with the quarterback. That's more of a let's see what kind of defense they're in and how can we best put our offense in the best possible play call and then you have to execute it but all of that time is just this is way too much time the defense has time now to kind of you know analyze what you guys are doing on offense and you know and then they're prepared to get a breather at that same time you know it's 20 seconds in between plays versus that hurry up offense that you were referring to a couple of weeks ago with a young man I think in Seattle or wherever it was he started that offense where you get the ball you run the play, and the moment the, the referee puts the ball down, we're set and ready to go for the next play. Like that right there, in my mind, tells me that I'm a confident head coach, and, or not head coach, but offensive coordinator, confident in my guys. They're going to be able to be in the right positions, be able to make the right plays, and be able to execute the offense to the T of how I want it to be done. Even if they make some mistakes, you can still catch the defense off guard, out of position, and still make a positive play if you're playing fast. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. We will step away and come back. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show on WWL, AM, FM, and .com. Uh, text here pushing back a little bit on Herb. What kind of teams does Coastal Carolina play week to week just because they go undefeated? Doesn't make them a top 10 team. Herb, I, I think you were just basing it on the fact that you know, there's been a, a program in Coastal Carolina that has been on the incline, uh, the arrow pointing up on that program for quite some time now, and they're a legitimate D1 team now. I think they are, and that's the thing. That's the thing I was trying to, you know, my point I was trying to get across with Kentucky, the same thing. They have a coach that's that's had some time to put together a solid program, and this is what you see. And, you know, we cannot ignore Coastal Carolina. I'm not saying that they are – they deserve to be in the top four now. What I said was also that if all the other teams above them at least had one loss and they were undefeated and convincingly winning ball games in the way that they're winning ball games, 
I think they deserve a shot. I mean, there's at some point we're going to have to get these, these you know, quote unquote, I guess was FBS teams, FCS teams, an opportunity to be able to play for a championship. I mean, you just never know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So eventually they're going to open up to eight teams or 12 teams, 16 teams, whatever the playoff you know, is going to look like in the future. But Grayson McCall at Coastal Carolina has been – Probably the most efficient quarterback, the best one of the best quarterbacks. His passer rating right now is like a two forty three or two thirty four is what it is. That's his passer rating right now. <laughs> That's ridiculous, and nobody is even close to that. Um, and to go back to your Max Johnson, uh, uh, Miles Brennan question, um, right now Max Johnson literally is like number two in the SEC with touchdown passes. Um, He's number, I think, number three in yardage. Um, he's number, you know, top five in all the categories in the SEC, and he's top 15 in most of the categories in the NCAA. So I definitely don't think it's a Max Johnson issue that we're facing. Yeah, look, Coastal Carolina is a program that was once in the FCS. I mean, they, you know, they've, they were a program that was struggling for a long time, and I, I think it's healthy for college football to have the Chanticleers, in particular, uh, playing good football. I like to see schools that have built their program and ascended up the ranks. It's, it's pretty neat to say, to see. Our I, agree. Heart, I agree. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. Herb, I'm going to dive back into the pessimistic Christian. I'm bringing him out, okay? Uh, so bear with me. Put him out. If LSU, if LSU loses to Kentucky – to, how, how much longer does that does Coach O have as the head football coach? Well, we talked about that a little bit earlier. I think that, you know, that brings his seat level of heatness to like a six, somewhere like that, maybe seven. And then, the, you know, the next couple of games will tell the story whether he loses another game or not. Um, I don't think that – I don't see LSU firing him during the season or in the middle of the season. I would definitely see if he loses two two more games, three more games, it's going to be hard for him to keep the job unless they see it otherwise in regards to, you know, new coaching staff, um, new coordinators, um, you know, different things like that. But if if he loses tonight, it, it, you know, he's going to have some explaining to do tomorrow or Monday morning. Huh. And then next week, you know, and it also depends on how he loses too. You know, because yeah, yeah. some, sometimes you can kind of get away with a loss, right? You know, but, you know, it's going to be difficult. That's uh, that's what I'll see. Now, look, if we look like a team that knows what we're doing, that's confident, that's out there playing ball, um, executing, you know, um, we look like we're playing four quarters of football, not two and a half or three and a quarter, whatever that number is, then that can potentially give give him a little bit more breathing room if they were to lose. However, if they lose in the fashion like we did last week or, you know, in the fashion like we did against UCLA, then that's not going to be good. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, we welcome in now NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier. Mike, if you want to jump right in to this conversation, the question was how hot are – how how hot – yeah, how hot is the seat for Coach O if they fall to Kentucky today? Yeah, I would agree with uh, Herb. It depends on, on what exactly happens. Um, I think this is sort of a gut check game for LSU. 
from a player standpoint, how much do you want it, not only for you, but for your coach at, at this stage? Uh, because you, come on, you can easily say block out the noise. You can't do it. Not in the social media world, you can't do it. And and even when coach says it, you know, he he gets it too. Because um, everywhere you go, everywhere you turn, uh, you're hearing it. And so in today's world, you, you just you can do it a little bit, but you can't completely block out the noise of what's happening outside the realm here. Now, the one thing I will say about Scott uh, Woodward is that he's not been a guy to fire a coach during the year. If you look at his tenure other places, that's, that's not been his M.O. Um, and I don't really know what you get an advantage for doing that um, because all you're doing is guys that are, are available – you cutting them a better deal with their own respective schools. I've been I'm involved That's with right. more agents than sometimes I'd like to be, but I'm telling you, what they do is use that as leverage to get a better deal at their respective schools unless they're looking to split the scene of the crime too. NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Mike, offensively for LSU, what's the game plan? Well, it's what it's been all year long. You know, you got to hit the deep pass in the big play. And uh, it's not like a running game all of a sudden is going to come to you. If it's not there now, it's not going to be there today. Not against this team. <laughs> not the way they play against the run. Uh, now, could you get better? Yes, but it really couldn't get any worse. Watching what we've watched, it really can't get too much worse than what we've seen. So their MO is that offensively they live and die, almost like a defensive team live and dies by the blitz. LSU's offense lives and dies on the big play, on the splash play downfield. And so – that's been all season long, and that ain't going to change. Mike Dettelier, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Flip the script. If you're, uh, if you're LSU's defense, how concerned are you about your matchups with Kentucky's offense, in particular without Derek Stingley? Well, they're not a team really noted for throwing the football uh, super efficient. They're better this year than I've seen them in years past. They run everything out of the pistol, uh, which, you know, you got to keep your eyes up on that uh, because that quarterback can easily pull that ball out of the belly of a defense, uh, out of a running back and throw it downfield. And, um, you know, Wendell Robinson, he's averaging over 16 yards a catch. And a lot of that is off play action, off of just yanking that ball out at the final moment. Uh, for LSU, they know they got to stop their run. Uh, that That's the big part of this. Most people outside the Southeast Conference, if you told them, you ask them who uh, Chris Rodriguez is, they'd have no clue. None. He leads the LSU in rushing yardage halfway into the season. But most people don't, wouldn't know who he was, could not pick him out, and have no idea what his name is. Uh, they've always been – and I've talked to Mark about this in the past, about kind of what he builds his teams on. And he said, Mike, I only can build it with with the feeder system we have. 
and you think about Kentucky and Ohio and what that is, you get a lot of big offensive linemen. And just take a look at their offensive linemen. Uh, now, Derrick Rosenthal is from Louisiana, but he's a six foot seven, 320-pound guy. Uh, their guards are 300 pounds, 305. Their center is 6'6", 300 pounds. Their right tackle is six foot five, three hundred thirty pounds. <laughs> Man, I'd much rather I'd much rather clothe them than feed them. That's all I can That's tell right. you. Okay. <laughs> them big dudes is eating, and, and listen, they're gonna pound it at you, and so you got to stop the run first and foremost. And uh, you know, Bob and I talked about this Monday night, and then Coach brought it up during his coaches show, and I can't remember a team in the last few years that is now undefeated and have an or minus nine giveaway takeaway. That that's gotta be the strangest damn stat I've seen. Now listen, I see crazy ones, but that one's really nutty. Because normally when you winning like they are, you get you winning the giveaway takeaway ratio. If that ain't happening. So you gotta come up with the big play because what that tells you is they put the ball on the ground or they putting it up in the air for an interception. And you got opportunities there. You got to take advantage. I think what's what's really difficult in watching LSU is, and this is nothing against Cade York, who I think is an unbelievable player, uh, but you can't settle for field goals. Uh, you know, you you got to you got to put six on the board. You got to put you got to score a touchdown. And uh, for LSU, their defense has got to bend and force Kentucky to put the threes instead of the sevens. That, that's going to be a key in this football game. But I think starting out quickly is a key for LSU and then finishing it strong. You can't score one touchdown all year long in the fourth quarter. Come on, that, that, that's the other unbelievable stat with LSU. They've only scored seven points in the fourth quarter of games this year. They're uh, not finishing any games, right? Not even finishing them nothing. strong, shall I say. No, and, and what you're doing, Herb, you, you're hanging your defense out the dry. Hanging them out the dry, yes, sir. It's one, two, three, kick. He's like a dance group. One, two, three, kick. One, two, three, kick. Okay, you put them right back on the field. And it would be interesting today um, because LSU's probably best area of talent and depth is along the defensive line, but that's starting to get chipped away now. You lose Andre Anthony for the season with a knee injury. Uh, Today Mm -hmm. you won't have Joseph Evans, who has played pretty stout in the middle. Um, as a defensive tackle. And so now, you know, your area of strength is starting to get chipped away due to, due to injuries. And, um, you know, for, for Ed, this is an attitude game for LSU. Come on, you, you got more talent than Kentucky, but you got to prove it out on the field. Having it on paper means nothing. It, it's, it's getting it done. And look the way these games have finished today. Man, I watch Oklahoma and Texas, one of the most entertaining games you could watch. Texas got this game in their pockets, 21-point lead, and lose it in the fourth quarter to a freshman quarterback. Uh, Ole Miss, Arkansas, it was like two prize fighters fighting 15 rounds. It was who was going to be standing at the end, and they go for two points and miss it, and Ole Miss ends up winning the game. Uh, you had over 100 points scored between Nichols and Southeastern today. It was back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> Fourth quarters to me, you gotta win. You, you gotta cannot win. lose it. Mike, LSU, do they end up toppling the Wildcats, sixteenth ranked Kentucky team that 
is coming off a big win last week over Florida. Guys, uh, I think the hardest thing is to judge the emotions and the focus of 18 to 22-year-olds when everybody's patting you on the back and telling you how good you are. You've heard that all week long if you Kentucky Wildcats. And you beat a team that you lost in some of the craziest games you could imagine against Florida. And you end up winning that game late. I think LSU pulls this game out. Now, don't ask me why, because I really couldn't give you a real good explanation. But I do know the emotion and having covered college football for over 30 years, that there is an ebb and a flow in this. Not everybody's Alabama. Come on. Uh, even Georgia today, they have a 10-3 to lead over Auburn, but they're not playing lights out like they were last week against Arkansas. It's funny how you cannot judge that emotion and and how your mental focus is either there or maybe sometimes not quite there. For LSU, this is an attitude game, and it's about the team, the head coach, everything else. I think LSU wins this, and it may be Cade York end up winning it. That would be a big win for LSU, and I know that sounds crazy when you're talking about LSU beating Kentucky, but – if they need a win, there's ever been a time that they need a win, they need one this weekend, guys, and they need guys, it fast. just think of this. When, when the schedule first came out, didn't we all talk about, boy, this might be a trap game for LSU playing Kentucky? Because look yeah. what you got in between Auburn and then Florida. you got to kind of got it trapped in there. Now, you know what? The roles are reversed. If there's a trap there, the trap is set for Kentucky. It's not set for LSU. It's it's funny how, you know, football plays out like it plays out, but it's really an interesting game to watch the Wildcats, who have been blue-collar, give you everything they've got on every game. But they haven't been in this spot where everybody's hitting them and saying, man, you know, you're a top team. You know, you're a top team now. Y'all can play with LSU. They ain't nothing. Look how they're getting beat. Uh, Sometimes that goes to your head a little bit. NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier. Mike, appreciate the time, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Y'all take care. Thank you, Mike. Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. Who do you got, LSU or Kentucky? Do you think the Tigers can tame the Wildcats? It's another big cat fight tonight up in Lexington at Kroger Field. Herb, you ever heard of Kroger? I have heard of Kroger, the uh, the grocery chain, yes. Okay, I just – not a common one down here, and I was just curious. I was going to explain it to you. Well, West Louisiana actually has uh, a, a lot of them in Lake Charles. Oh, do they? Uh, area. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, shows you how uh, how limited how limited I have been over to the uh, western part of the state. I kind of stick to this area of of, uh, of the state. Uh, Oakland Heart Jewelers good. talking text lines are open at five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. We'll step away and come back and get more from Herb Tyler and his thoughts on tonight's matchup between LSU and Kentucky right here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show on WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show with one of my my favorite human beings of all time, Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick, our Oakland Heart Jewelers. You bet. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines are five are open at 504-260-1870. Herb, 
my favorite game to play with you is fill in the blank, right? We do this regularly uh, where you know, I give you a scenario and you kind of fill in the blank, and here it goes. LSU wins tonight if fill in the blank. We can block up front on the offensive side and push some guys around, uh, make sure that we play with our uh, backs against the wall and just go out there and just play LSU Tiger football. Yeah, Herb, I think that we're going to get a good indication of just how much uh, Coach O's players want to fight for him. Because his professional life is is against the wall, up against the wall. His back is against the wall. There's a lot of people that are ready to run him out of town already. And I think his players uh, should be inspired to play for him. And we'll find out how inspired they are. you agree? Well, I, I think that we're going to definitely find out not just tonight, but the remaining of the season. Yeah. I think the guy. I think they have been fighting for him, been playing as hard as they could for him. I, you know, it, it goes back to that: are they really prepared, and are they being developed? That kind of stuff. Um, so, and I agree with what Mike was saying earlier. Um, this is one of those games where you know I, I don't think LSU stands a chance, but I really think they win this game. Purely off of talent, adrenaline, and just the sheer will to want to fight for Coach O because, you know, now they're hearing, you know, the the chants and the roars of it's time for Coach O to go. But these guys love Coach O. You know, they, that's the guy who brought them in. That's the guy who's feeding them, who's clothing them, who's, you know, keeping their, 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 their enthusiasm for football alive, you know, and their ability to be able to play the game is, is alive because of Coach O. So, I think that um, I think these guys are going to come out tonight, and I, I just think that there's something weird about it. This is going to happen, but but it's not that it's too weird because we know that we can play with anybody in any quarter. We just got to put four quarters together and be able to play with everybody. You know. Yeah, Herb. Let's get back to um, fill in the blank. LSU falls to Kentucky tonight because fill in the blank. We fall back into that same trance mode that we were in against Auburn for a quarter last week, not being able to run the ball and, and turn some, some, you know, some, some clock um, and just not finishing the game. Sound like what Mike said. And if we revert right back to that whole UCLA deal, you know, then, then yeah, that's, that's how we lose the game. Yeah. Look, they haven't been able to finish. We highlighted that 29 to seven. They've been outscored in the fourth quarter. LSU has this season in five games. It's incredible. That you've only That's scored incredible. seven points in the fourth quarter of games. You're lucky to be three and two, to be honest with you. I I, I don't know how we're three and two. I really, I really don't. I mean, you're right. Like it's like we should be two and three, right? But you know, you know, the three of the teams we played, we pretty much I think overmatched. Let's say that, mm-hmm. including Mississippi State. So, um. You know, in the two the two losses that we had, we were I think matched up very well with them. But here we are. You know, what can we what can we do tonight as a program? Like, let's not take the individual name on the back of the shirt and say I'm doing whatever. No, let's take this LSU Fighting Tigers football program. What can we do as a whole to be able to come out on top? In Kentucky, Kroger Field against a team that's hot right now, and then prove the world, prove the country wrong about who we are, and can that be 
a catalyst for us to move forward for the remaining of the season to at least be competitive against all of the other teams that we play against. Herb, I'm going to ask a, a, a wild question here, so bear with me. Um, it's going to come out of way out of left field. Um, during your playing career, was there any moment in a game where – and games are – I get it, they're intense, they're serious – but was there ever a moment where somebody said something funny in the huddle or said something funny that made you chuckle during a game, maybe an opponent or a teammate? There's always moments like that. That's probably there's probably three or four moments like that throughout a game. But there's one where Rondell just made me laugh uncontrollably in the, in the huddle, and I just <laughs> we were coming out of the huddle, and then we were literally at the line of scrimmage. And as I'm going through my you know my cadence or whatnot, I just hear him in the back saying some crazy stuff behind me. I'm, and I literally had to chuckle right there in the middle of my cadence, kind of, you know, kind of barking out some some calls and stuff. It was crazy, but yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. You know, you got to think about it. Ninety percent of these guys that's playing this game, they're all fools. Like they like to joke and crack jokes and make fun of and do certain things. And it's just at the most inopportune time, sometimes it comes out and it's just who they are. And it's funny. It's, it's funny. You know? It makes it makes do for an exciting situation that you're in that's very very tense and then all of a sudden you get something like that and it relaxes you to no end <laughs> herb tyler christian garrick we will step away and come back this is the gulf coast bank and trust tiger tailgating show on the home of the tigers wwl back here on the gulf coast bank and trust tiger tailgating show herb quickly we learned this week that lsu and tiger stadium have lifted a lot of the COVID 19 protocols ahead of next week's showdown with florida do you take that as as good news, or, or does that concern you a little bit? Um, I guess I guess what, what's happening is the cases are going down um, throughout the state and in Baton Rouge as well. So what, I think we're down to, you know, at one point with this Delta variant, it went up to like, you know, I don't know, 7,000 cases a day or something crazy like that when the surge hit. And now we're down to like hundreds, like 200 or whatever per day. So it's good. You know, it's good that the cases are going down, but, um, you know, I don't know. You know, it's all crazy how the way it all works, you know, it, you know. But, I'm look, I'm looking forward to a packed house at Tiger Stadium and, and at the very least watching it on TV and seeing that. Um, it is, it's an 11 o'clock game, so it's going to look different, but it's going to be beautiful because the colors are going to be bright. Um so I don't know, and you know we look forward to it, and I, I know the players are looking forward to that, seeing the the stadium completely packed full the way that it normally is supposed to be. But um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Me too, Herb. Half hour to go here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. This is WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 